This program proudly sponsored by Nova Graphic Design. NovaDesigns.com.au Good morning and welcome to the Be Connected Business Show. I'm your host, as I was last episode, I'm Mark Grant, the Bank Fee Assessant from Costless Payment Solutions. My guest on this episode is Jeff Hetherington. Welcome, Jeff, and how are you on this bright, fine, sunny Saturday morning? Good day, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm great, thank you. It's a it's a good day out there. <laughs> it is. It's always a good day when we wake up. That that's the main the main thing. It's the alternative, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. it certainly does. Look, um, before we we discuss more about you as the businessman. I would like for our listeners to learn more about what makes you tick outside work, what your interests and hobbies are. So would you please like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, look, I'm. Uh, there's a thing called the VIA, VIA um, Strengths Finder, which is, uh, you know, ties up with DISC and um, all that, and Briggs-Meyer and all those sorts of things. So I've done about half a dozen times during my life. And much to my wife's chagrin, the number one strength and value I have is learning um love is about number three which is what upsets me but it's always been learning all right and you know when I was um yeah when all my mates were running at age five wanting to be Batman and firemen and soldiers and cops I wanted to be a teacher even at that age so that's that's been my thing has been feeding my head that's my main driver so Every week since my second year of high school, I've read four or five books a week, um, and I'm 63. Right, last year in my Kindle, I read 300, no, 278 books. So, um, and I read everything: science fiction, um, detective, uh, business books, a lot of health books, martial arts books, a whole heap of stuff. And it, the 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 range of interest is very broad. So what's the main thing I do outside is I keep feeding my head, um, which means the internet's a bad place for me because there's too many rabbit holes and I have to be very careful. I don't get sucked down them, but I, I'm well known. So what I've started to do was each month I pick a topic or something I'm into it that might interest me and I'll do a bit of a deep dive on it. So each year I'm becoming better informed than most people on at least 12 different things. And I've been doing that for about 14, 15 years now. So I like that. My, you know, my other issue, look, you know, obviously at my age, I'm, I'm interested in health span, not lifespan, but I've always been interested in health and fitness and working out. I mean, one of my majors when I got my Bachelor of Education all those years ago was phys ed. And my sub majors in phys ed were human nutrition and human movement studies. So I, I did that. Um, you know, I'm a qualified naturopath, not that I've ever used it, and I did that 20-something years ago. Um, you know, so I've done all that sort of thing. My dad took me to my first judo lesson when I was six, and I've done martial arts off and on until about age 53 ever since. So, you know, Wing Chun, uh, Kempo, Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Krav Maga, World War II, combat, all that sort of stuff. Love it, you know. Um yeah, you know, I used to kickbox. I was ranked pretty highly in kickboxing there for a while. And you know, at one stage there, I was the open heavyweight jiu-jitsu champion for Australia way, way back in the, the day, back when I was fit and healthy. So what do I like doing? I like I like trying to stay fit and healthy. As you know, I've had a number of health issues the last couple of years. Hopefully I'll get into those and I can start getting fit again and pack some muscle back on and whatnot. But um I love doing that. I love feeding my head. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, as corny as it sounds, I really like sitting on the couch with my much better half and binge watching something on Netflix. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> to be doing so, 
no, no. So, well, that's feeding your head in a different way. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Oh, it would have been would have been quicker for you to have told us what form of martial arts you haven't tried. <laughs> oh no, there's heaps. Trust me, there's there's heaps. There's heaps. <laughs> no, look, look, that's yeah. I suppose really, you know, being um, mentally fit helps you stay healthy as well, and that that's sort of important in in business these days also. Absolutely. I mean, there's a heap of studies and long-term studies from reputable places like Yale University, Harvard, Monash University here in Australia that have proven that phys physical fitness matches mental fitness. So people that are physically fit and even people in their 70s and 80s that are lifting weights and doing some aerobic stuff are far less likely to get dementia or Alzheimer's than people who don't. People who are sedentary get all the crap happening to them. And look, as a business coach, I spend a lot of my day in a chair. So uh, I make sure I get out there and I do stuff and try and stay relatively fit and healthy. But yeah, the the the, the match between physical, or just through movement and regular movement and mental health is important. And God, yeah, in these days in business, um, you can't afford to be too slow in your thinking. You've got to look for opportunities and grab them when you see them. Absolutely. You mentioned um, your teaching degree. So with that in mind, what led you to go from, you know, teaching and I know you've been a university lecturer as well. So what led to you to being self-employed? Tell us more a little bit about your business. Well, the teaching thing was um, I, I went through Monash University um, with a Bachelor of Education. The year I graduated with 230 other people was the same year that the Victorian state government had imported 180 teachers from the UK and the USA. So when we all graduated, there were I think there were 36 teaching jobs in the entire state of Victoria. So I, I went out and I, I did emergency teaching. Someone's on long service leave, you're babysitting their kids. It's really, it's not you, it's, they're not your kids, right? And I, I knocked around doing that for the best part of 12 months and still kept working the supermarket. I'd work night fill in the supermarket chain to pay my way through uni because you know, my parents were poor. Um, so I used, to, I used to work full-time night fill and then go to uni during the day, that sort of stuff. So I was still working the uni and doing this, you know, um, emergency teaching. And one of the guys at the uh, supermarket said, why don't you become a manager? And I went, I hadn't thought of it. So I went to him and said, I'd like, you know, what does it take to be a manager? They went, oh, my God, university graduate. Quick, grab him. And i got to tell you, to this day, I can still bake bread from scratch. I can bone out a side of beef. And I know more about fruit and veggies and deli cheeses and hams than anyone, any human being should. But the training was excellent. And that got me into retail. Um and yeah, I knocked around with supermarkets and stuff like that. I then went off and did my first MBA part-time while I was doing that. Um, and yeah, eventually got asked to do some lecturing. But when I left and went became self-employed, so I, I was I was a career guy, right? I was the guy, the corporate guy, where you know I ended up, you know, I was a C-suite executive in 12 different industries. So I I got to Chief Operating Officer, you know, General Manager, Chief Marketing Officer, CEO, all that sort of stuff in various businesses and industries. And I was working probably 70 to 100 hours, 120 hours a week. I was traveling anything up to 50% of the time. And I killed two marriages that way. You know, I'm 20 years into my third and final with, with Lynn. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed there because she's way above my my weight class, but nonetheless, she chose me, which is... Being above your average, I think they call it, Jeff. But I, I'd really done that. And my last CEO role was in the construction um, 
support industry, which is as boring as it sounds, because what we were doing is like in the construction industry, there's specified, say, sizes of bolts. But those bolts come from 50 different suppliers. They've all got their own SKU or code number. So what we were doing in the construction supply, we were taking all those and we were putting them together into one code so that our clients could order the bolt they wanted using one code and the system would find whoever had it in stock and get it for them. Like I said, boring as batshit. It was dreadful. But nonetheless, it was profitable. The thing is, the uh, chairman, the board of directors were also the four biggest clients for this particular business. And they'd screwed up a bit during a um, one of the financial global financials crisis. So they came to me and they wanted to margin farm the business I was running for them to prop up their businesses. And of course, that's illegal. Uh, and they wouldn't take that. And one particular director started ringing me like 3 a.m. and Sunday mornings and all that sort of stuff. So I went to them. I said, pick a finger. In fact, pick two. I'm out of here. And I walked out um, of my last role. And then I went, well, oh, don't know what I'm going to do. I was a member of a, of a fight gym. Uh, the guy running it, he had a fight gym, which was a really good gym in Erina, um, but 250 members. Uh, and he came to me, he said, you're a business guy, Jeff. Can you look at my business? I'm, I'm really worried about it. And I went, mate, you've got 250 members. <laughs> you're not cheap. You've got a bookkeeper, you've got an accountant, and you've got a business coach. Mate, you should, he said, please. So I looked at it, and he was 12 weeks from bankruptcy. So I sacked his bookkeeper, his accountant, and I had great pleasure in sacking his dickhead of a business coach. And I saved his business. And um, Darren then introduced me to two of his clients. One of them was an arborist. The other guy was a baker. I fixed their businesses. And then I just fell into doing business coaching from that. And it wasn't until probably five years into it that I realized I wasn't so much coaching as teaching. I mean, yes, I coach and I mentor and I advise and do strategy. But the key thing is I skill transfer. I find out what people's skills they're missing and I show them how to do it and I train them how to do it so they don't need, you know, show a man how to fish and never never go hungry again, that type of thing. So, you know, that sort of was my approach. And then upon further reflection, I realised throughout my entire corporate career, that's what I was essentially doing. I was teaching and developing the people underneath me. I mean, when I was at Coles Supermarkets there for a while, I had more people promoted out from underneath me in 12 months than anyone ever had in the history of the company before or since. I think my record still stands. And the other managers go, you've got a really good deli manager. What are you doing getting a promoted to a bigger store? I'd say, mate, they've got they've got their own career. They've got their own life. I'm, I'm happy to do it. So I got a reputation for being the guy to take anyone with some promise to train up, have them for three to six months, and then they'd move on. So that's what I do. I, I teach. Yes, I coach, you know, and I give advice and I, you know, but my stuff's done with you. It's by your side. It's not. I do some done for you because some people just don't know what to do. Um, and I don't do a lot of done for you uh, outside of that. And I don't like my clients having to do it themselves because that's not why they're working with someone like me. So so that's that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Thank you very much. Uh, what, a, what a wealth of experience you've got, you know, to, you know, as you said, you know, all the businesses you've been involved with over your, over your career. You know, that, that certainly opens up, um, you know, your expertise to help basically anyone that, that wants to um, go to the next level. And, you know, knowing you as I do, you know, you also um, look at their their personal goals and objectives as well and mould them into their business performance also, which I, I think is, is paramount. It's absolutely key. And the thing is, hardly anyone does it. Up above my shoulder here, you'll see a thing called Catapult AI, I became their first certified coach outside of North America 
back in December last year or November last year. And the reason I did that was I, would, I have this thing where I literally help people figure out what they want to achieve personally in 12 months and three years and the same for their business. Then we make sure the business goals support their personal goals. And I was the only coach I knew of anywhere in the world who was doing that. And then this guy called Peter Fuller created this platform called Catapult based around the Rockefeller habits. And the very first thing he does is get people to write down their personal goals for 12 months and 36 months, their business goals for 12 months and 36 months, and then make sure that the business got the platform produces KPIs for the business to support their personal goals. So I thought I'd better, and I use it with three, three of my clients at the moment. It's not for everyone, but that's what I do. And I believe in that. My whole thing is about helping business people turn their business into the vehicle that enables them to give their family the best lifestyle they possibly can. That's what it's about for me. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's, that's the key thing. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're, if you ask anyone, you know, to be really, really honest why they do what they do, it's to try and give their loved ones as good a life as possible. So why not support that? Yeah. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, thanks very much. Look, for our listeners, Jeff, um, what are three tips you would give for those um, considering either starting a business or wanting to grow their existing business? Oh, we, can do, we can do do both. If you're starting a business, forget about all this BS about um, finding it, your passion and all that sort of stuff. The first thing to do is do a skills audit. What skills have I got that people will actually pay for? And the next thing is, which one of those things do I actually enjoy doing? Maybe I don't love it, but I, I, I get a bit of a kick out of doing it. Great. Now you've got that, then find a problem you can use those skills to solve that people will pay for. The bottom line is many people start a business and they've got a solution in search of a problem instead of a problem in search of you know, a problem that can be solved. You know, And you have to have a skill set to support that. And then you know, what happens is uh, Mark Cuban, the, the famous writer, says, forget about passion. He says, worry about intention. You know, if you work at something with intention that draws on your skills, you'll eventually fall in love with it anyway. So that's that's the big thing is forget about passion, do your skills audit, find something you like doing with your skills and make sure you're solving a real problem that people will pay for. And that's a great way to start a business. Yeah. If you're already in a business and you want to grow it, then you need to go back and look at what you do. Yeah. is what I'm doing actually something people want to pay for? Does it actually solve a real problem? Is it something I'm happy with doing? Or is it, you know, the people I've got the most respect for in the world are people like the checkout operators, the supermarket. Why? No one grows up saying, I want to be a checkout chick, you right? But they're women who go, my family needs money. My family needs financial support. I'm going to do it. And they make the best of it they possibly can. So, you know, you've got to look at your own thing. Am I doing it for that reason to short? to support my family or am I doing it to support my family but I actually have fun doing it so that's the key thing and if you're going to grow it then the first thing you should do to grow your business is raise your prices at least 10% because I've yet to find a business in Australia that's prices are anywhere near the upper limit and if people are worried about raising their prices please understand you'd have to lose 25% of your current clients to actually take less money in than you would if you just raised your prices 10% so it's really easy math Okay, so make sure you're solving a real problem. Yeah, you know, raise your prices, um, and you know have a have a look around the marketplace. Are you a commodity? Are you just competing on price? If you are, then what things can you do to develop your point of difference or a unique selling proposition or a strong value proposition 
that makes you stand out from the others and makes you a better choice and a better value choice. People have to understand people buy for the way they imagine they'll feel when they use the product or service, right? They're not actually buying the widget or the car. They're buying for the way they imagine they'll feel. So and features and benefits are two different things. The features is all the red brain, the logical brain stuff. So nail those because you need them. But it's the benefits, which is the emotional side. So learn to sell emotionally, justify with uh, logic, and then go back to emotion and you'll grow your business. Well, there there is some absolute gold there. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, look, I'm okay. sure some of our listeners uh, would enjoy and would benefit from connecting with you. How can they do so? The easiest way to connect with me is you can find me on Big Connected World. I'm, I'm there, right? You can yep. get stuck with me there. Um, that's the easiest way. The other thing is just look me up, Jeff Hetherington, Profitability Coach on LinkedIn, and you'll find me find me there. And look, you know, if anyone wants to um, get in touch and I'll have a chat, it might be a sales call. I'll just have a chat about them and their business. And if I can help them, I will. I mean, you know, obviously part of it is hopefully they'll be so impressed they want to work with me, but it's not about getting sales. It's just about helping people, especially people that are part of the Be Connected World community because, you know, I'm involved here. So let's let's pay it forward a bit. Yeah, no, excellent. Look, thanks. Thanks so much again, Jeff. And um, look, um, thank you to our listeners this this morning for being with us and uh we enjoy being we love to get connected we love to be connected and we love to stay connected so thank you again for listening i look forward to bringing you another episode from another prominent member of our community um in the very near future so thank you again bye